Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. We've got a United States women's national team roster to talk about. Shout out to everybody joining us in the live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us, like this video, drop your thoughts on the roster in the chat. Let us know. Welcome to Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we're chatting all things She Believes Cup roster, the United States women's national team head coach, Blacko Andonovsky, naming a 23-player roster for the She Believes Cup. Oh, my goodness. It's here. It's finally here. We haven't been waiting that long, Lisa. I feel like we just rolled out of the January camp, and now here we are in February. Yeah, I mean, before you know it, uh, we'll be talking about April camp and availability and World Cup roster, but this is this is the big one, right? Because January camp roster dropped, um, and and they had two friendlies against New Zealand, and, and with that roster, it was a little heftier than – Maybe we were expecting or actually a little less hefty, right? 26 players. I think you and I picked for the January camp. And um, now as we look at the She Believes roster and we get these names, it, it becomes even more narrow for Black Wanonofsky in the United States because uh, there are three big games on the line against Canada, against Brazil and against Japan. And this is a World Cup year, five and a half months out from the World Cup. These are the names that we've really got to zone in on um it, it dropped earlier today we listened to Vlaco. uh there's a lot a lot that we have to talk about you and i haven't even discussed it yet and i really want to hear your thoughts on some of it i do yeah i'm with you um look we 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 sort of knew that or we're anticipating that this roster was was gonna drop sooner rather than later because today's february 1 she believes cup is right around the corner and uh let's let's start uh by chatting about she Believes Cup in general. Uh, it's going to be kicking off on February 16th, running through February 22nd. Uh, big international window here in February, not just for the United States women's national team, but for a lot of different uh, women's programs across the globe. There's going to be a number of tournaments taking place during this specific international window. But you're here to he hear our reactions about 
the United States women's national team roster. And I got to say, Lisa, look, if we're starting with first reactions here to this roster, not too surprised to see a big, big chunk of that January camp roster mm-hmm. getting another look and, a, and perhaps another run out here in the She Believes Cup against competition like Brazil, Canada, and Japan. Yeah, not too many changes by any means coming out of this. And, and right, that's what is that's a great thing, right? You don't want to see uh, 10 new names or a drop-off of 10 names leaving a roster like this in a World Cup year. Um, and, and when you kind of glance over the roster and, and the players that are listed there, we've got 23 players listed on this roster for She Believes Cup. And I think that that's a great number, right? I think when we talk about um, kind of – how many could go to the World Cup, how many could be there, and and what you're looking at in terms of numbers. You have to make these tournaments and these lead-in things as as identical and, and replicate the situations as best as you can. And that's with the 23-player roster, not 26, not 24, um, really making sure that every player you bring is, is there for a reason. And in order to get uh, knocked out, they have to be knocked out by someone even better, for sure. I'm uh, I'm I'm curious about some um, if we're seeing so many of of the players kind of rolling over from January camp for this She Believes Cup tournament. If we're going to see the continuity, perhaps of some of the things that we started to see during those two friendlies against mm-hmm. New Zealand, because. These are the players. Let's run down this roster for everyone who's joining us. Let's run down by position who is going to be participating in the eighth edition of the She Believes Cup. Let's start with the goalkeepers here. Adriana French, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nairs uh, called up for the goalkeepers. Defenders, Alana Cook, Emily Fox, uh, Crystal Dunn, Naomi Germa, Sofia Huerta, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Emily Sonnet for the defenders. Midfielders, Lindsay Horan, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And for the forwards, Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Mitch Purse, Megan Rapino, Trinity Rodman, and Mallory Swanson, formerly Pew. It's it's something that we're doing to help us. We want to keep reminding ourselves that uh, it is now Mallory Swanson uh, in, the, in, in this new era of U.S. soccer. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, taking a look at some of, some of these names – um, real excited to see Lynn Williams back in yes. the mix, uh, coming out of that January camp with the forwards. Um, and I think people looking for maybe who's gonna who's going to start returning. Right, that's a lot of what we talked about coming out of the January camps. Um, you know, who is going to be available? What is this team going to look like as each one of these international windows start to roll by in the buildup to the World Cup? Because there are still some of those players um, that fans and the coaching staff probably have their, their eyes on in terms of how and when or the possibility of when they could be integrated back into uh, this player pool. Um, we saw Megan Rapinoe and Sophia Smith, for example, right? Not named to that January camp roster. And while this She Believes Cup, um, uh, Sophia Smith is is they're taking a cautious uh, uh, approach to to her sort of uh, lingering foot injury. Megan Rapinoe, who was also out with, um, oh, I believe it was an ankle injury, is included on this She Believes Cup roster as well. And she's sitting on 197 caps. So there's a possibility with the three yeah. games in front of them that she could hit another milestone here. 
Yeah, and another one, uh, Alex Morgan in this camp, she only played one of the games against New Zealand, slated to start the second one and and got some lower leg tightness in the warm-ups of the second match for the U.S. against New Zealand. So she didn't end up playing, but she's also on 201 caps. So she'll be honored during the She Believes camp uh, for hitting that 200 cap mark. But yeah, I mean, when you look at this roster, there is so much consistency, especially like in the positions that you want to have a lot of consistency, I think. Some of those being a little bit more crucial than others, like our our goalkeepers. We're going to continue to see this trio of A.D. French, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nair um, throughout the next six months being called in. Um, We saw Murphy and Nair split the games in January against New Zealand. Uh, No time for A.D. French, a player that both you and I wanted to see get time between the sticks uh, for Vlako and Anofsky in this yeah. U.S. side. Hey, there's three games now, right? Are we? What are we going to see here? The competition's very different in She Believes Cup than it is for January camp. The players have talked about it. We've talked about it. January camp is shaking off the cobwebs, getting back into the swing of things. For so many of these players, it's their first time competing in that type of level of training and game situation that they've done in several weeks since uh, finishing finishing their club seasons, specifically in the NWSL, which ended October, uh, that final October weekend. Um, And then I think like biggest shocks and like looking at this, like there really weren't that many because of the consistency that we're seeing, right? When we look at the defenders, seven called into this camp, um, which uh, opposed to eight, which were initially called in for the January camp midfielders, seven or six this time, which seven the first time around Um, and the forwards, they upped it to seven this time, as opposed to six called in for the January camp. And frankly, that's where I want to see more gum power in the forward selection group, not so much in in your defenders, right? How often are we going to see defenders rotated throughout a World Cup tournament? Not that frequently, right? Maybe your outside backs, depending on the play of the game, if they're being very involved in the attack, if they're running their legs a lot, depending on the type of competition and the type of game it is. But really, you want to have as much rotational freedom in your forwards that you have in the ability of them to play together and to move around. And that's adding Megan Rapino into this January camp ro- or into the She Believes Cup roster from the January camp is, is a great grab by Black Wendonofsky. She only missed January camp due to that injury, but uh, we got Lynn Williams back in there, Mallory Swanson, who's flying high right now, Trinity Rodman, Mitch Purse, Alex Morgan, Ashley Hatch. These are regular suspect names. And I think Mitch Purse, one of them in there that uh, maybe we didn't list on our January camp roster, but she got called in. She got time. And I was very impressed with what Midge Purse brought to the U.S. Women's National Team in the front line. And I'm really happy that she's listed back on this roster again for Vlako Anonofsky. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think, um, you know, the timing in which we saw uh, Mitch Purse's absence from from the national team sort of closing out that 2022, uh, making her return to 2023. Um I had like questions around the timing of it. I was kind of like, wow, it's really, that must be really tough to sort of be told, hey, you got to go back and and get better, work on your form a little bit. We'll get you back into some of these camps. And the timing in which this happens is is during the end of an NWSL season uh, with her club team, Gotham FC, that were basically out of contention uh, for the playoff push. We're largely in last place for the majority of the season. Um, 
it's tough to go back to from one environment to another and then try to say like, okay, I'm going to get back in here and, and work on, on my form when perhaps the club is, is looking towards the end of, of, of their season. Um, and so to sort of see her kind of make this return, right? I think we're hearing a lot about returns of players, but we're hearing returns from players like with, with injuries. So we're, we're talking about Lynn Williams and, and sort of her impact that she's already made uh, just within a window of two games with this team after a nearly year long absence or somebody like a uh, Tierna Davidson, very close to the return, other players who are going to be coming back. But I've, I'm also looking at somebody like a Mitch person. Maybe it wasn't this very long window of time, right, in which she wasn't uh, with the team anymore. But it was, I think, a unique period of time in which she was It absent. was two camps. It was two camps yeah. that person so to, called in So to see her get called in, there was obviously an opportunity there. Um, mm-hmm. Mutually, like the coaching staff saying, hey, we're not going to have Megan Rapino." We're not going to have Sophia Smith. They are going to be absent in light of some of these these knocks, uh, you know, obtained over the long NWSL season. Let's bring back in an Ashley Hatchett to bring back in a Mitch Purse. And I'm with you in that even though when we were talking about those that, that those two friendlies against New Zealand, we spoke a lot about how that, you know, people were fixated on that very first half and that first game back against uh, the football ferns here and sort of how it was kind of slow pace. And there was a lot of like preseason rust that we were taking yeah. a look at. But for you and I, when we were talking about it, we were like, you know what? There was a forward across that line that seemed to want to try to attack, get a nice like take on players 1v1 and we noticed that out of somebody like a Mitch Purse so I thought uh, that that was a good performance and it's cool to see that there's still this sort of unique window of time and opportunity uh, for a forward like her to still get into these camps and uh, hopefully leave a lasting impression on this on this coaching staff because uh, right when I was looking at these these 23 names that was where my curiosity was going right away. I'm not even yeah. I'm not even going to act like it wasn't. I was like, "Okay, are we going to have Sophia Smith back? Are we going to have Megan Rapino back? And if those players are back in, who got rotated out, right? Because that's the other side of this. Is players get rotated back in, that likely means that some players are going to continue to get rotated out, but it was very cool to see them each person still on this roster. Yeah, I mean, f- frankly, none of the forwards got rotated out. I think that they proved themselves in in the January camp because uh, none of them got rotated out. If it was only added Megan Rapino to that list, and in the midfield, I think um, the consistency that we're seeing from those types of players are there. There's no Sam Coffey named to this roster in the midfield, but she didn't see time against New Zealand in neither of the games that were there. It was Taylor Corniak starting in the sixth position. We saw Andy Sullivan also rotated into that defensive midfield role. Rose Lavelle drop a little bit farther back. And I think that Sam Coffey not being called into it, and and we're going to talk about this throughout this episode, but when you look at the midfielders, the six that he did call in, Lindsey Horan, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan, these are the players that have been consistently making an impact and also getting consistent time. I think uh, the appeal of a player like Taylor Korniak to someone like a Vlako Anonofsky is that he can try to play her a little deeper. We saw that against the football ferns in New Zealand. She started as the defensive six in that first friendly against New Zealand. And it wasn't like, I I don't even know how to say this because it wasn't horrible. Of course it wasn't horrible. She's a good player. She understands what she's doing. She's got a great soccer IQ. So it's not that I expected it to be horrible, but I think it opened up another option and another lane for Vlakoninovsky to kind of slot these players. And if you're looking at players to bring 
whether it's in the back line as defenders, midfielders, or front line, and you have someone that can be versatile and play, whether it's on the outside, on the inside, higher up, lower, you're going to bring them over someone that's probably a little bit more stuck in a role or, or only has one role that they can really define and dominate. And when you look at someone like a Taylor Korniak, if need be, she can drop deeper into that six and play that role. She can also play higher in the midfield as well. She offers that versatility. And I think when you look at someone like a Midge Purse in the forward group, she offers that versatility too about where across the front line you can play someone like a purse. And and that's really appealing to a coach that's looking down uh, the barrel of a World Cup and understanding, even in the She Believes Cup, that there's going to be three different teams you're going up against that are going to th- show you three different defensive styles and defensive tactics. And it's up to the players on the pitch to unlock that and figure out how to get in behind, how to get shots on goal, and, and how to score the ball. So we're chatting about you know, obviously we named all 23 players who who are on this roster. We're talking a little bit about uh, players that we're happy to see rolled over from that January camp into this uh, She Believes Cup tournament. But there are, uh, you know, the returns of players that we have to talk about a little bit. We've got to maybe even talk about some of the names that are that are not on this one, because there are a couple players who are not on this roster from that January camp. We also got to chat a little bit about Andonofsky and his uh, availability with media post the roster drop as well. So we've got some more to unpack on this roster. Stick with us. We'll be right back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're back to chat all things United States Women's National Team roster. Hello, if you are joining us after the break here on Attacking Third, Happy Black History Month. It is kicking off. Let's keep talking about some of the names or lack of names that we're looking at on this She Believes Cup roster. We chatted a little bit about the return of Megan Rapino. Could we possibly see her reach the 200 cap milestone with this team? Turner Davidson listed as part of this roster, but in a training camp uh, environment. So she's going to be with the team uh, just in training and to sort of get reacclimated with that experience. She is going to be unavailable for selection. Um, in any of these She Believes Cup teams. So uh, that was perhaps some of the clarity that we got as well uh, by Andonofsky in some of the media availability. And, of course, um, he also got asked about missing names on this one. And, Lisa, when we saw when we saw this roster drop, talking about it in the first half of this episode, about 
you know, we like to see some continuity. Big fans of that here at A3, seeing 22 of that 24-player roster returning to She Believes Cup. But 22 of 24, that means there's a couple players uh, not listed on this roster. And right away, we noticed uh, Haley Mace was one of those players, not among the defender core, but also Sam Coffey, one of those midfielders, not among the midfielder core. When it comes to, to these two players in particular, is that a hit or a miss for you by the coaching staff with these games coming up? Well, people that listen to Attacking Third and join us live on YouTube, they're already like hitting me in my DMs and my mentions on Twitter being like, hey, there's no Sam Coffey. Um, I know, guys, I read the roster at the same time you did, and I was just (laughs) as sad as everyone else. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sad about Sam Coffey. I am. I think that this is a midfielder that Vlakovanovsky brought in in the middle of July to play games. And we saw an immediate impact from a player like Coffey stepping onto the pitch for the U.S. In that defensive midfield role, she took the pressure in stride and she wore it really proudly to to have that role. And that's the first time we saw someone really give Andy Sullivan a run for her money in that defensive midfield spot. Um, I I like what we've gotten from Sam Coffey. I mean, uh, Rookie of the Year nomination in the NWSL. This is a former attacking midfielder that was converted to a defensive midfielder under Rian Wilkinson at Portland Thorns and did it really well. But the fact that she has... Coffee has the background of being more of an attacking midfielder. It gives her really good vision on the ball and and awareness and understanding of how to play those slip passes. And I think we had a really good balance between when Coffee was playing in that six of someone that's just going to keep the ball and play simple, but also be able to break lines and and progress the ball forward and and move it higher. Um, But Again, like she didn't get any time. Coffee didn't play in the two friendlies against New Zealand. So I think that it comes into a factor that there's a reason she didn't get time in those two friendlies. And it's because Vlachowanovsky wanted to see someone like a Taylor Korniak play that role and Andy Sullivan and and see how they play alongside Rose Lavelle, who's an eight without Lindsay Horan in there and with Ashley Sanchez as well and and Christy Mewis. And Sam Coffey didn't fit into that puzzle piece. Um, She now... Black Wanonofsky was asked about someone like a coffee and, and kind of where she stands, what she needs to do to get back on the roster. And he was very, very clear that this does not mean Sam Coffee is out for the World Cup. It just means that against the She Believes Cup competition that the United States will play against, Black Wanonofsky wants to see a different rotation and try different things in the midfield. He talked about how he gave them a lot more freedom in the second match and the second half of the first match in New- against New Zealand, and he really liked that freedom. He liked what he saw from there, and Sam Coffey wasn't part of that equation. Um, so I, I am a little sad that Sam Coffey's not on this roster. I think it would have been good competition for her to get into this camp um, if she got game minutes against any of the competition, Canada, Japan, Brazil. I think it would have tested a player like this. Um, but maybe Vakovanovsky doesn't need to see that test, and and he's going to look at some other things. But um, Haley Mace, another one, right, not on this roster. Yeah. You initially – I think you named her to your January wish list yeah. roster. She got I called think, in. I think maybe I have like a – I don't know, maybe like a two-parted like take to, to that. I just – unlike Sam Coffey, um, including – Mace on like my January camp roster wish list was just a part of like a continuity of what we've seen from the coaching staff and naming their rosters over the last really the last like year to year and a half. Just 
really needing to call in bodies in light of so many different um, player absences, whether it's been to injury or players working their um, way back from maternity leave or um, getting to take a look at different type of options in different areas on the pitch. Right. So seeing Haley Mays get called in when she did towards the latter stages of 2022 really was part of that equation that there were players still working their way back in. Emily Fox was one of those players who yeah. really got an opportunity in light of a crystal Dunn working her way back from maternity leave. But Emily Fox also having to deal with some, some um, uh, injuries along the way, my goodness, I think she even exited, you know, one of the, the, the big games in, in Europe with, with um with, with an injury so it was just it was part of that that part of that continued equation of like hey we we need bodies who can help fill in these positions um and i thought she did okay i thought she did okay whenever with the very limited minutes that she was given but that being said as again we're what six ish months out from a world cup I'm not too surprised to not see her name to the She Believes Cup roster specifically. And while I think there's, you know, of course there's a case to be made for for Sam Coffee. I don't think a coach is going to go into his open yeah. you know, press availabilities and be like, oh, yeah, like this player's, they're out, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you're talking about like maintaining morale, like going up into a World Cup. And I don't think that that's something that yeah, any no, you never wants that. yeah. to disrupt, right? Going into that. So when, when he's asked about players like a, like a Mace or a Coffee, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's, um, you know, so it doesn't just because she's not on this listed on the She Believes Cup roster doesn't mean she's out. But I will say that the players that are named to this roster, I'm very eager to sort of see them get a run on because I think this particular window, this February window is going to be a real treat. It's going to be such a unique opportunity, not just for the United States women's national team, but for a lot of national team programs that have already qualified yeah. for the world cup that are already in those prep stages of their world cup planning to really get looks at other World Cup competition that they may or may not meet come this summer. So I all think four teams are top 11 ranked in FIFA. Oh, yeah. Right. My, my goodness. I mean, top 11. When we're talking about just the United States roster right here, right now, we're not actually talking about their opposition. We're not talking about how there's multiple Canadian players who represent NWSL clubs that got called up to their roster, right? We're not talking about Brazil. the seven Brazilians that are in preseason camps with their NWSL clubs that got, also got named to their roster, right? It's this window, this international window is such an exciting and unique time, I think, for so many of these programs that are in that phase of their march to the World Cup to get these looks at. And if you're a, I think if you're a player that's not listed on some of these rosters, there's a part of that that stings because I think yeah. this window of time, these competitions, these fixtures and matches, these are the ones where you really want to sink your cleats into the pitch and make the coaching staff say, look, I'm a problem. You got to keep me yeah. in part of this pool. You need me to be part of it. I agree completely. And I think we have to kind of rope into this conversation about someone not on this roster as forward Sophia Smith missing from this roster. And it, not at all surprising. She wasn't involved in the January camp uh, because of an injury alongside Megan Rapino, someone that was getting back into it. And the fact that she wasn't listed on this roster, it hurt me a little bit inside my heart only because 
this is a player that's now struggling with an injury. And it's not super major, right? It's not anything uh, to write home about in terms of that, but it just sucks for her. As you just said, this She Believes Cup is against great competition. It's on home soil. The She Believes Cup environment when you're at those games is electric. And someone like a Sophia Smith lives for that. They want that. They No player that plays this great game of soccer is ever like, yeah, I'm okay staying home for this one. I'm okay not being there, even if they're not playing, right? I, I bet you Sophia Smith was like, well, can I still come? Like, <laughs> can I still be there and watch? Like, you want to I be mean, part of it. So I think uh, not having a Sophia Smith there, like due to injury, it's it's totally precautionary because there's no need yeah. to rush her back. There's no need to bring her into this type of camp when she's one of the, the top level talents, um, young talents, right, in – the world of football, especially the NWSL and especially on this U S women's national team roster. But that's one that I'm like, ah, that stinks. That stinks. Like fans don't get to watch her now, but it, it's better this way. Right. So she can recover. She can get better. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, I think there's that mix too, though. There's that mix of players that we know mm-hmm. are absent because they're still, you know, in the rehabbing stage of their injuries. But I, I guess for clarity's sake, like I'm, I'm talking about more of those players who who don't have those nagger and yeah. nagging injuries that are keeping them out of something like a totally. stuff. So I, I, I do think that in light of some of the the new cycle that that built up to the announcement of this she believes cup roster we we have uh, our segment out on on Sam Mewis who who recently provided an update on uh her current injury status she announced on social media that she had to have an additional a second uh surgery on her knee um after really utilizing a ton of 2022 to try to go ahead and um, come back from um, sort of post procedure in, in late 2021. So a uh, big setback, you know, I think is a very like simple way to, to put it, uh, but with no timeline to return that effectively takes her out of contention to, to possibly being available in any of these games in the March to the world cup and the actual world cup itself. So I thought that was something that was very interesting coming out of this press conference with Andonovsky, um, who was asked about the midfield a bit. I myself included on this call. I was very curious um, if we're, you know, continuity is a big thing for me, right? We're talking about that in this episode and the names on this roster. And I was curious about what we saw in those two friendlies against New Zealand. It's one thing to go out there and try some stuff, right? And try some stuff against a team like New Zealand, a a program which you've had a really strong history against, uh, pretty much a winning history in terms of your overall head-to-head, right? But now you're going into the She Believes Cup where there's uh, a different level of of competition in in Brazil, Canada, um, excuse me, and Japan. So are we going to continue to see what we saw a little bit against New Zealand where we got to see the introduction of a Taylor Korniak into that defensive six role where we got to see Rose Lavelle playing a little bit in that number eight role at times, you know, 
dropping lower a little bit in, in, in order to propel, you know, a, a an Ashley Sanchez up, up into the pitch and to help generate um, creativity and playmaking. Like, are we going to continue to see that? Um, and it was nice to be able to get to, to ask him that and um, basically him saying in this in this press conference and, and answering and saying that they, they do want to continue to see um, some different scenarios in She Believes Cup. And it's going to be a little different from what they saw in New Zealand, because there's going to be three matches instead of two. And there's also going to be three different teams that you're going up against. So um, Lindsay Horan, right. Is, is, is back on this roster. It's um, an official FIFA window. So I would anticipate she's going to be available for all of these matches versus just being available for one uh, in that January camp. So I am, I'm very curious to see, what that middle three is going to look like. Are we going to see a return to the Andy Sullivan, uh, you know, Lindsay Horan, Roosevelt kind of middle trio there? Uh, yeah, I think we will. <laughs> um, but I yes. also thought we'd see that in January. We saw Taylor Korniak slotted in there. But then <laughs> in this media availability, Black Wadonofsky talking about those New Zealand friendlies and, and what he liked from the midfield in those. And he specifically highlighted the second half of the first friendly for the U.S. against New Zealand and the freedom that he gave the players to uh, in the midfield to move and to have fluidity and to rotate around. And he really liked that. And Andy Sullivan was part of that midfield with Rose Lavelle and Lindsay Horan being in there. Um, and I think that it, to him, it's, it, I, I mean this positively, like it's safe, those three in the midfield and you have to keep yeah. trying other things, right? Those three cannot play every game throughout the world cup. They just won't and they can't. So he has to be trying other things and he has to be seeing if Taylor Korniak can slot in there, but I don't think even if she can, she'll get the starting spot over Andy Sullivan come big match game time where things are on the line. There's a trophy on the line. There's a world cup on the line, those types of situations. So yes, I think we are going to go back to seeing an Andy Sullivan, Lindsay Horan, Rose Lavelle midfield field but me, not all the time that's the whole point of the she believes cup and and playing these friendlies and playing these games in the months leading up to the world cup you have to be able to try other things and see what works see what doesn't works fail a little bit while still building up some of that consistency that way if Korniak is thrown into the defensive midfield role come game three of the group stage in the world cup she's not a chicken with her head cut off and she knows how to play that role and she knows how to do it against different kinds of opposition. And that's, I think what we're going to see a lot against she believes cup because between Canada, Japan and Brazil, I mean, they're going to throw very different things at the United States. And I think it's going to test the defensive midfield six role a little bit more than we've seen and our center backs for the United States. It's going to test yeah. them more than we've seen, especially most frequently in New Zealand when it was a bit of a slower start. Both sides were kind of getting their gears turning before they got into it. You know, I, you're, you're just popping into some core memories for me here as we're thinking about like the episodes that we did coming out of that January camp. I mean, we said that we're probably going to have more to talk about on the defensive side of things in yep. this actual tournament, then we were given opportunity to take a look at against New Zealand. So that's already something, uh, a new component that we know we're probably going to have to take, uh, you know, a, a look at in terms of the, the opposition that they go up against in, in she believes cup, I guess maybe to sort of turn the page on this and sort of transition out of the episode. Um, good to see a ton of players returning from the January camp. We're still talking about uh, players 
who are out with injury and who are still missing, uh, you know, from these rosters who are still rehabbing from injury. We are already starting to see the integration of some players back in. We already started to see Crystal Dunn towards the end of 2022, making her way back from maternity leave. People started having a little bit of elevated question marks around Tierna Davidson and Lynn Williams and Kat Macario and their status. And we've already seen Lynn Williams back into camp. She's already scored a goal and picked up an assist yeah. and a yellow card. She's well on Lynn's her way. Lynn's even working her way back. Lynn Williams is like back 100%. <laughs> like well on her way. Uh, and Tierna Davidson included on this as a training camp player. And Vlad Wondanowski, of course, asked uh, in media about a player like Katarina Macario as well. Uh, She's been providing updates on her own socials as as well, Um, has been on the field taking touches and things like that. Uh, Interesting to note, uh, Andonofsky saying that Macario is actually still, uh, you know, in Qatar in the FIFA Center for rehab. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has plans to go back to Lyon um, to get back into uh, team trainings uh, mid-February and actually getting playing time for Lyon towards – towards the second uh, half of March. So uh, previously in the January camps, he was mentioning around five to six weeks, right? Yeah. You know, before actual kind of contact. And then we're, if, if March with if playing time with, with Leon in March is sort of the target and that's kind of right, right on spot um, where he was mentioning about in terms of the timeline, but you know, he also got mentioned his down. Well, he also, well, he, he gave the biggest, the biggest update on, on, I think Davidson and Macario um, and Davidson herself has already sort of been in a return to play uh, protocols in terms of what she's been doing to get back to the pitch. I mean, she had spent time in Germany with Wolfsburg mm-hmm. in, in training environments to try to acclimate herself as well. So um Mainly the the heaviest updates, I think, on those two players. But he also mentioned players like Kelly O'Hara, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath um, within this uh, press conference as well as players that are that they have to keep an eye on who are, you know, experienced players making um, their return eventually and what that could look like in the future for this team. Yeah, I like that he kind of touched on a lot of them and and got into it. And you're exactly right. These timelines are nothing too out of the ordinary from what he's been telling the media and the public for the last several weeks. And and we knew that Kristen Press and Katerina Macario were on similar timelines, a couple weeks behind Tierna Davidson, but right around the exact same time, we just have more information on Katerina Macario because she is very public about it. Um, but him sharing that she's going to start playing for Lyon very soon and training with them is incredibly positive. I mean, that's fantastic to see. And I think it gives a, a little bit of an advantage um, over someone like a Kristen Press just because Katerina Macario was in season. So she can go to a team and she can get full training in and she can even get games in um, all leading up to that April FIFA window that is to come. Now, in the NWSL where Kristen Press is signed with Angel City in LA, there's preseason started. So she's also kind of getting on that track where she can be training and conditioning with the team. But I I think Kat has just a little bit of an upper hand because she's got – um, actual games that she can play in with Leon uh, coming up over these next couple weeks. But Black Wanowski, uh, as you said, also talking about Kelly O'Hara saying expecting her back from her injury um, in April to come as well. There's a, a lot of different moving parts with all of these injured players and, and seeing how they can get back into it. And of course, being mindful that 
that you don't want to rush them, right? That's one thing he said about Sophia Smith is he was like, yeah, she could have played and she believes cup and she would have been good for three games, but we want to make sure she's good for the next year, the next two years. So we're going to really focus on that recovery, then bring her in when she is 100%, not when she's 70% and playing a couple games could knock her down to 40%. So I, I think that his transparency on a lot of these players and their rehab and where they are in their progression and, and their plan back to the pitch and getting touches on the ball is fantastic. And we'll start to see what he has already done with someone like a Crystal Dunn coming back from maternity leave, joining a camp, but not playing in a game. Uh, now we're seeing it with Tierna Davidson joining this camp. She's going to get training in. She's going to get touches and contact minutes. And that is, that is very, very exciting uh, for me as someone who has truly missed Tierna Davidson and watching her play so much. Um, it's exciting. And like, think of how exciting Tierna Davidson is at this point to be in training camp, right? Like huge. No, we're not going to see her get game minutes, but she'll be there training and competing. And that's, hey, that's the first step in order to get back. Um, I cannot wait. Cannot wait for the She Believes Cup, Sandra. I am Look. stoked. Stoked. Canada, Brazil, we're Japan. And we've got our roster. Like, let's go. We're we're doing the we're, we're talking roster drop on February 1. The games are coming up and kicking off beginning February 16th. It's here. We're locked into She Believes Cup for sure now moving forward. Uh, stay tuned, honestly, for, for everything else. Because, look, we're reacting to the roster, but we, we're going to have to talk about previewing these matches. We're going to have to talk about what we're going to see from the opposition. All that stuff is in the pipeline, of course, as the month continues to roll on. But that's it from us today on A3. Thank you all so much for joining us and listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you can watch us too please subscribe to youtube so that you get alerts for whenever we go live youtube.com slash attacking third leave us some comments make sure you subscribe we want to hear from you for sandra Herrera and lisa roman this was attacking third hey everyone this is jimmy conrad your favorite former u.s men's national team player and the host of the call it what you want podcast and i'm here to tell you that viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language it's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I.com sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.